You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Welcome to the Ducks Unlimited podcast, the only podcast about all things waterfowl. From hunting insights to science-based discussions about ducks, geese, and issues affecting waterfowl and wetlands conservation in North America. We bring the resource to you, the DU Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Ducks Unlimited Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Jennings. Joining me today is our awesome host, Katie Burke, who does our historical shows. Katie, how are you? I'm good. How are you? And Dr. Mike Brazier. Mike, how are you? I'm doing all right, Chris. Good to see you. Good to see you. All right. So today's episode is our season five wrap-up show. So we are wrapping up the entire season in this short little show, just kind of give you a little recap of what we did, what, you know, kind of what some of our favorite episodes were, some of the things that we all recommend that you should check out, and what we're going to be doing in season six and beyond. So Mike, I'll let you go ahead and start. Um, Let's talk a little bit about, you know, some of the things that you did this season as far as the podcast that you think listeners should really, really kind of look for and pay attention, even going into the off-season. You know, maybe there's some podcasts that people missed. What should they go back and listen to? You know, this is the, what, third year, I guess, that we've we've done this. And so every time we add something new, try new ideas. Uh, and as we said on previous episodes, we welcome feedback from our listeners. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. But this year, we tried a few different things, a few new things on, you know, the episodes that you and I do, Chris. And Katie, you certainly did a lot, brought a lot of new ideas and new episodes to the lineup as well. But some of the ones that we found, we, it might have even been your idea, Chris, early on to, to do some species profiles. Mm-hmm. We released a few of those earlier this year. Uh, those were really popular. And, and so we're going to continue to do those going forward, add a few species every season, every kind of fall and winter season. We'll bring in some experts uh, to, to help with, with some of those species as we go through time. The fact or fiction episodes that we started to do, that was sort of a, oh, that was an experiment, you might say. But that they I've heard good re- reports from those, and that's another one of those kind of themes of episodes where we welcome input from the listeners. Those turned out to be pretty fun, uh, but yeah, input from the listeners on what they want to hear about in that regard on, on those episodes going forward would, would be useful. And and then, of course, the other thing that we did now that we have our new producer, Chris Isaac, who was able to dedicate more time to some of the production of what we do than, let's say, we've, we've had in the prior seasons was the holiday shows, uh, the holiday extravaganza. Mm-hmm. We did one for Thanksgiving. We did one for Christmas. Those were fun. Those were another experiment, sort of experiment for us. So this was a year in my, in my mind, as I look back, where we tried a lot of different things. I heard, I've heard good feedback from from the people on all of those different episodes. So my anticipation is that we'll continue those and may add some um, some more different types of episodes going forward. Katie, I know you brought some uh, brought some expertise and brought some episodes that that we didn't have before, that we weren't really able to, we weren't, not, I wasn't knowledgeable enough to do, Chris. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much of that is your forte, but the 
interacting with the the art the art, the collectibles, the history of what is Ducks Unlimited and everything in waterfowl management. And so those were really popular. I, what what did you take away from those in terms of feedback you received and kind of how you thought those went? So my first reaction is to say, like, one thing I've noticed just by being both in the Ducks Limited world and in this history side, this collectible side, is they don't necessarily always come together. So it was really nice to be able to bring those two audiences together in one place so that they both would go over to your episodes or back and forth. So we kind of joined those worlds a little bit, which was really nice. And then um, some of these guys just don't get enough attention. So it was really nice to hear, (laughs) like, their story. I mean, just did Cameron McIntyre, who's fascinating. And, um, you know, it's... It's hard to say because it's really just fun for me. Like, I enjoy it, so I don't know. I hope everyone else enjoys it, but I have a great time doing it, too. It, it's, a part of, <laughs> it's a part of the water, waterfowl management, I guess, ethos that, that has that the people that are really in tune with that know where all the information is. They know, where all the, they know all the people, but like you said, there are probably a lot of casual folks that are waterfowl hunters or waterfowl supporters that don't understand the depth of the history uh, in, in whether we're talking about decoy carving, duck call collecting. I had no idea about how, uh, how about the obsession yeah. of duck call collecting uh, that goes on out there. And, and I think it's pretty neat for us to be able to use this platform to give greater exposure to those aspects of the of the waterfowl conservation community and history. And it's one of the things that I've noticed kind of walking around it. We could do a lot of antique stores, my wife and I do. And if you pay attention, waterfowl, birds of all sorts are ever present in a lot of those antique paintings, pictures, figurines, oh, yeah. birds, waterfowl have just mm-hmm. had a, 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 a rich in the history of really America, North America. Well, it's truly an American history. Like, um, duck hunting, decoy carving, it's a true American thing. Like, it's it really wasn't done anywhere else as it was here, especially duck calls. And also, like, to say those two things, like, I grew up in the Mississippi Delta, and it still blows my mind that there are no carvers or duck call makers really historically from that area. So I grew up in Ducks Limited hunting as a kid, and I knew nothing about this until you know, eight years ago and I've, and I've learned all this. So it's, it's very interesting because it really depends on where you grew up as well. I mean, if you grew up hunting on the East coast, you probably are it's yeah. just in tune with it, but you know, depending, considering you're from Arkansas or Mississippi or Louisiana, maybe not. So it just really depends, especially if you're in the central flyaway, they just don't have a rich, there's not as prevalent there. I thought it was pretty neat to be able to use this platform to help shine a light on some of those aspects of the waterfowl community, waterfowl hunting community. So, And the fact that that crossover, the bridge, is the conservation support. Oh. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I think that's something that our audience, even though they may not be as familiar with these really, really high-end carvers mm-hmm. and, you know, collectors, they can relate to that because they're seeing the prints. They're seeing the decoys, you know, at the events that you can buy. And so it's like that that really bridges a gap there showing the, the different support from just like even the sale of folk art to support conservation in general. That's a pretty cool story to tell. And I think that 
allows us to, this platform allows us to to kind of bridge that gap. Yeah. And speaking of like things I'd like to talk about in the future that I haven't really got to is the conservation side of the history of duck camps, like in mm-hmm. what role they've played in conservation as well as historically in waterfowling. So, and that's a whole, we can go on a whole yeah. tangent about that. There's yeah. a, I think um, we're coming up on duck camps turning 175 in the next few years. Um, so that would be a really interesting thing to start talking about as well. Yeah. I actually had a suggestion from one of our directors of development for getting together some representatives of different duck camps in, in some um, hunting rich areas and just sort of having a town hall discussion with them about uh, and, and maybe integrating some of the podcast aspect of yeah. it. Um, he thought You're that would be a great. Ducks. <laughs> he, thought, he thought that would be a great idea. Uh, so anyway, there's a lot of things that we could do, but yeah, that that topic, the, the historical role of duck clubs in waterfowl management, is it's a story that that certainly needs to be told. Cool. Yeah, I think we'll add that to the list. Um, as far as I'm concerned, you know, every show we did this season was pretty awesome. Um, but I think you know, I, I, as much as all, I did like all of them. I think the Thanksgiving show this year um, was was exciting. Was, yeah, the favorite we, thing I ate in a, in a duck can. Blind. That was yeah, fun. That, yeah, that, that was a good one, and I think people should go back and at least listen to that. Even though it is kind of Thanksgiving-themed, there's some really good kind of culinary aspects mm-hmm. to it that um, that even I enjoyed just talking about. So, um, But I think you know the most important part of this show also – for our listeners is, is for us to kind of explain what we're going to be doing moving forward. Yeah. And right now we're wrapping up season five, exciting time. We really haven't tooted our own horn a whole lot here in saying that we have surpassed well over yeah. 1.1 million downloads. I mean, that's, that's exciting. I think our goal was to try and even get close to a million yeah. this season. And we surpassed that, you know, yeah. easily and yeah. above and beyond. So, uh, that's so, exciting. Yeah, thanks to all of our listeners yes. for 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 being the reason yes. for that happening and and spread the word. Thanks Share for the, listening to yeah. us. Absolutely. <laughs> and you know, and moving forward, you know, as, as we see these downloads continue to accumulate and and really put up this massive number, um, it's important for us to put together the content that our audience wants. So, you know, what exactly? You don't have to be specific about what you have planned. Um, for the fall of next year or even, you know, going into season six, which will be our summer season, which is an off season. We're going to do some retriever training, maybe some shotgunning. Uh, we've got some 85th anniversary stuff um, that we're planning on doing. But but Mike, what exactly are you looking at doing moving forward with the podcast? Yeah, so we're, we're going to have several things coming out, some really, uh, really soon uh, over the next little while. But the first one will be our annual season in review where we look back on the waterfowl hunting season. That one was really popular la- popular last year where we had Dr. Tom Mormon join us. This year, we're going to have Dr. Heath Hagee in studio with us. He's here local. He has a lot of experience with uh, with kind of the southeastern U.S. And so anyway, that's going to be a fun episode. I think you're going to like that whenever we get that out. That will be one of those episodes that we kind of periodically release outside of our seasons. We're going to have a season later on in the, in the summer. Chris, you can talk a little bit about what we're thinking there. But we will still bring periodic updates to people with regard to how how habitat conditions on the prairies are shaping up, how the drought in the West is is unfolding, or is it continuing? Is it lessening? There's always some kind of information that we can bring to our listeners. And so we'll do that periodically. 
there's also, of course, everyone looking forward with anticipation that we're going to be able to resume the waterfowl breeding population and habitat survey. So as we learn things about that survey and, and sort of how the planning is and implementation is going, we'll bring periodic updates to people in that regard. So it's a useful platform in that regard just to kind of give people, waterfowl hunters are always looking forward to next year. So we can kind of help bridge that gap, I guess, through some of the messages that we're bringing. And it's a chance for us to just uh, further share information, expertise on, on what waterfowl populations are going through and what our habitat conservation efforts are doing to help them. So that's kind of the, what I'm thinking about near term. Now, longer term, we're already thinking about the fall, uh, fall and winter of next year and what type of episodes we might develop. Chris, you brought a couple of ideas to me this year for season five. We weren't able to get to them. One was to just talk about Canada geese. We haven't yep. talked much about geese at all on any of our episodes thus far. We'll try to change that going forward. And whenever we talk about geese, invariably changes in the distributions, winter distributions of geese is going to be a big part of that conversation. Uh, but also the expansion of temperate nesting geese, their recovery. There's a lot of success stories uh, to be told there as well. Uh, so we're going to try to pull together a few episodes related to to the different species of geese. We'll probably also have a few episodes related to the big topic of our waterfowl distributions, our duck distributions during winter changing. What's the evidence like for any of those duck species? We're going to try to pull together some dedicated episodes to, to that very question. So uh, and then beyond that, there's the natural list of other shows, species profiles, fact or fiction, the, the habitat updates. The list gets long pretty quick. That's going to be exciting. Katie, how about you? Um, you know, moving forward into the into the, the summer season or the off season, I guess I should say, um, but also the fall. I'm still trying to think about where, for the summer, I'm still trying to think about where um, the history part fits into the theme that we're, we're thinking about. So there will be episodes history-related going into that, but to be determined. For the fall, the DU History uh, series was really popular. So we'll definitely continue forward with that with a few more episodes. It'll probably be a little bit different. Um, when we did the first time, we kind of focused on one individual in history. Going forward, that becomes a little bit trickier. So it'll probably be more of a multiple individuals or I've had... Um, request to do the event system, our D, uh, DU events, and how those got started. So we might kind of pick topics in a different way for the DU history. Um, but there will definitely be DU history episodes going forward. And most likely those will include Dan Thiel again. Cool. Uh, um, and then continuing on with the same thing, more artists, more carvers, more historians, more collectors. So yeah, if you I, have any ideas. Yeah, I think this is a good time away. to, you know, just remind everyone that as we're planning out this content for the summer and throughout the fall, um, we would really appreciate some feedback from our audience. And you can email us at dupodcast at ducks.org. That is a simple way to reach out to us, to kind of get give us an idea if there's something that you want to hear. Um, you know, I think, you know, we've had a couple requests of, you know, just random gear stuff. You know, people want to, they really, our audience is really into the gear stuff, which is good for some of our advertisers. You don't say. Waterfowlers <laughs> are, are gearheads. Yeah, that's right. So that's exciting for me. Um, that's that's kind of the, the, the things that I look forward to during the summer, even during the off season. You know, we'll tie that into the fall as well. So um, lots of lots of cool stuff, and I look forward to you know really kicking it back off. We start that second or the sixth 
season six, I should say. We start that in May, and we'll go ahead and kick that off then. And and everyone should be prepared for those those exciting shows to come. That'll be good. Yeah, and please send in requests. We actually take those seriously, yeah. um, and they're helpful to help us come up with ideas. So absolutely, it's been a it's been a an, another year of of growth for the podcast. Hopefully, it continues. It's it's fun to. I think it's a fun way to interact with some of our listeners and 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 some of the suggestions that they do bring, as you said, Katie. So I'm gonna give one more shout out to Chris Isaac. Yep. Because we were so much more organized this year. <laughs> and we actually had like, no slide on clay there. Yeah, though, right? no slide on clay, but <laughs> he had a lot of other things going on. But yes, this was a much more organized, knew how many episodes I needed to get out situation so yeah i yay, echo that chris yeah. yep good job <laughs> he's, right, a, he's a bit shy he doesn't want to come on the air just <laughs> that's yet. right all right guys we're gonna wrap this up uh mike katie let's put a wrap on season five this has yeah. been fantastic hats off once again to chris isaac um and thank you to all of our listeners for really putting the du podcast um, on the map and and really you know supporting us through the last couple of years it's been fantastic yep thanks yep. y'all thanks thank you do you want me to do a close out or no? It's kind of, we kind of just closed it out right there. It's all right. Thank you for listening to this episode of the DU Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And visit www.ducks.org slash DU Podcast for resources based on today's topics, as well as access to more episodes. Opinions expressed by guests do not necessarily reflect those of Ducks Unlimited. Until next time, stay tuned to the Ducks. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why Pro Plan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com.